This is Cultivating Convos with the Ohio Department of Agriculture. And it's fun to have everyone else kind of get a little insight into what we do. Farmland forever. Actually, that was the next question I was going to ask you. Shelby, <laughs> let's wrap <laughs> this thing up. <laughs> well, Megs, it's been a week in our house. Oh, I bet. <laughs> oh, I bet it has. Uh, school started. Mm -hmm. I know there are so many people out there who can relate to this. It felt too soon this year. That's all I'm going to say. Really? Yeah, way too soon. I'm I'm not ready. I'm I'm not ready for. Yeah, making lunches every single morning again. There it is. I was just going to ask, what time do you have to get up to prepare? You know, like around six. Oh, yeah, I well, know. No, ma'am, I, I, at this point in time, do not have those responsibilities. So that's A-OK -okay with me. I feel, I feel for you. All the moms, all the dads, you guys are superheroes because I don't know how you do it. Well, here's my thing, too, is like the different ages of our kids, you encounter different things. So we have... Mm -hmm. A first grader, an eighth grader, a ninth grader, and a junior in high school. And I am telling you, middle school drama that doesn't need to be drama. It was picture day high. to day. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was picture day to day. And wow, that was quick. Yeah, they do it really, really quick. Um, and so the eighth grader had asked me to help curl her hair this morning which she took 20 minutes to pick out the outfit. So then we ran out of time. And then somehow it was my fault that her hair didn't get curled. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. no, 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 no. And she wound up in the same outfit that she picked last night. That was the better. See, I was going to say, I used to pick out my outfit the night before. And I do yeah. that to this day when yeah. we have like an event Smart. or something. I need to sleep in yeah. as late as <laughs> physically possible. So that outfit better be ready to roll. So, okay, the better part was that the first grader thought that because it was his sister's picture day, that it was his picture day. Oh, so he, he showed up. He had a little plaid button down and jorts on. <laughs> He's the cutest, I swear. Like, he really is. Cute. I just let, I let him go with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He'll be really disappointed when he gets in there and no pics. Oh, my gosh. Just take one of him that. when he gets home. I know. I know. I took him this morning. Like this is, he's probably going to be shirtless by the time he comes home. That's pretty common. <laughs> that tracks. So, so along with that, you and I made a trip this week as well. We sure did two and a half hours Northwest Ohio. Yep. Back to our, both of our old stomping grounds. Mm -hmm. Yep. T-O-L, E-D-O. Uh, lots of surprises up there. That's right. Holy Toledo. We are really happy to uh, welcome this week uh, Mike Panuski. He is the Lucas County Engineer. Hi, Mike. How you doing? Good. And Clark Hudson, one of our faves, a, re a return guest here on our podcast when cultivating convos. Clark is, of course, with our H2 Ohio program. So thanks, Clark, for being with us. No problem. Good morning. So Always we were. Go ahead, Joe. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. We were uh, we were out at a great event with these guys earlier this week, Megs. Yeah, we uh, actually went to the site of a two-stage ditch, which, bump a bum is ODA's uh, new practice for our H2 Ohio program. Uh, we were out in Toledo, so um, we had a really great event, I think. Would you say, guys? Yeah, it was very cool. Yeah, it was uh, great. We had uh, lots of media there and uh, a lot of good coverage for our, our new uh, rollout of our new program. 
Yeah, there's been so, a lot of coverage this week. It's very impressive. So we are really excited about this because this adds um, practice number eight uh, to the best management practices that uh, ODA now offers with the H2 Ohio program. So just so we can get a little bit of background here, Clark, explain exactly what a two-stage ditch is and why <laughs> we're so excited about this. All right, well, well two-stage ditches typically are just um, a way to re refurbish an, an existing ditch. We're not constructing a lot of new ditches um, in Northwest Ohio. We've got a, a, a very extensive drainage system. So essentially a two-stage ditch is, is widening the upper uh, width of the ditch uh, and installing or, or leaving benches or, or raised up areas on both sides of the main channel of the ditch uh, so that you have a, a narrow channel that almost always has water in it. Water's flowing in that at low flow times. But then when we get these heavy storm events, water will come up over those benches and use the whole ditch. It, it adds some additional flood reserve of, of storage capacity within the ditch so that it's not staying out on our farm fields. Um, those benches are, are covered with vegetation. They're seeded to uh, typically in, you know, in a, a, a mix of native grasses and, and uh, broadleaf species. Um, but so those uh, benches then, the vegetation on those benches also will uh, utilize some of the nutrients and they reduce that flow of that water down and, and allow uh, other nutrients that aren't used by the plants, but allow a lot of those nutrients and the set and the sediment to, to settle out onto those benches and into the channel. Preventing nutrient runoff. This is what the name of the game is. So. Reducing, yeah, reducing nutrient loss. So Mike, can you talk about then where a county's engineer office would come into play um, with all of this if a farmer decided to enroll in this practice? Yeah, so uh, the way the way that the H2 Ohio program works is is you work through your either your soil and water conservation district or your county engineer's office um, to to implement this practice, and it has to be done on an existing ditch that's placed under petition. So it already the ditch already has to be under petition maintenance, or or it's a request that you want to place that ditch under petition maintenance. Um, so that's a very important part that, you know, the, the part that makes a two-stage ditch work is that it has to be maintained and continue to be maintained. And it's important that it's placed under petition maintenance so that happens. So uh, to do that, you have to you have to work through the the organization that that maintains the ditches. And that's that's the county engineer in the soil and water conservation district. So, uh, you know, the way it works is you, you come to your county engineer um, or your soil and water conservation district and say you and your neighbors are interested in doing this. And, um, you know, we in the county engineer's office can take a look and see if it's a place that it makes sense and, um, you know, make an application to H2 Ohio to, to get considered for that location to be placed for this practice. And then that the county engineer's office or, or or the soil water conservation can design the practice for you and, and contract it out and, and implement it. So I have to say probably my favorite part of uh, when we held the media event earlier this week was, uh, Mike, you made a quote that was <laughs> like, it was it was the best quote. We were talking about, uh, this is a $5 million grant program through H2 Ohio. And Mike's like, I put ditches everywhere. I mean, it was so, <laughs> it was so fun to see how excited you got. It is, um, you know, we've done we've done over uh, eight miles of two stage ditch over the past three years, and um, you know we've seen we've seen the impact that it's made on our landscape almost immediately, um, you know, from from improved from lower flood risk and improved flood control. Uh, there are areas where we've placed them. We've kind of decided to place them in areas where we've had existing issues with with flooding. 
in terms of in terms of fields and, and areas. And by putting in that wider ditch, um, you're increasing its capacity. And by doing that, you know you lower the risk of of flooding. Um, and you also uh, most of the ditches around here are tiled, um, so it really lowers the risk of sedimentation um, in in uh, streams as well as you don't get as much tile backup and your fields will will drain quicker. Um, we've seen that as well. You don't see as much water sitting around on your fields and areas where these where these practices have been installed. Uh, so though they do they do have a very very quick impact um, both both in terms of what we see in terms of a flood control perspective and also in terms of um, one of the big things about a trapezoidal ditch is it works really well in times when you have a lot of flow. Um, but what happens is that the sedimentation that that runs off tends to settle down in the bottom of the ditch and there's a reason why di ditches have to be dipped is because that that amount of sedimentation um, settles in the bottom of that ditch and then the low flow when it happens 90% of the time um, doesn't have the power to basically remove that sediment um, streams want to keep themselves clean if they're properly sized and a two-stage ditch results in a, a properly sized channel and what we've seen is um, instead of a muck bottom you know you know, six six months, a year, even two years after we've installed them, you have a natural bottom, and that results in natural natural things happening in the channel like they should be, and the the muck and the sediment is actually in the benches where they should be in a floodplain. So, Clark, uh, earlier Mike had mentioned you and your neighbors can enroll in this practice. Can you talk about what that means? Well, I mean, um, the other practices that we, we've enrolled through uh, the Department of Ag have all been the farmer working directly with the Soil and Water Conservation District and us uh, to have their own individual contract. Uh, Two-stage ditches are typically not something that one individual producer is going to be able to put in because we need longer reaches. We need, it may go over several landowners. So, so we are only enrolling this practice through the Soil and Water District or through the county engineer's office. So, so those producers would need to uh, get together. Um, one producer may come into the the office and and talk to the engineer or the district, and then the district might you know schedule a meeting with the other uh, folks on that that same reach, and engage the interest of those folks. Um, obviously, as as Mike said, some of these ditches may already be on petition, so all we really need is permission to widen the the top reach of that ditch and and do the the excavation work on their fields while we're out there and potentially distribute the spoil from that ditch across uh, across the fields or or truck it off of there. So, but but it is really it's got to be a mentality that uh, this is not just one person uh, um, doing this project. It's got to be a neighborhood of folks that are willing to do this. Uh, some some landowners that maybe be offsite landowners that would have to kind of sign off on it too. Yeah, I mean, what this kind of does is it brings back to to the reason why these ditches were placed in the per, in the first place. It's a team effort, right? So back when these ditches were put in the first place, it was it was groups of landowners that banded together and wanted wanted these drainage pieces of drainage infrastructure installed to basically improve their land. And this brings it back to what to what it is originally. You know, ditches are drainage infrastructure that we all use so that we we can essentially make the best use of our land and this kind of brings this types of practice kind of brings that back into the fore teamwork makes the dream work baby right. <laughs> you know it you know back to what i said in the beginning about a ditch you know it doesn't generally conjure up 
something nice, but I'm going to say when we were out there this week, we were at uh, the Smith Ditch, which is right next to the Westgate Chapel in Toledo. It was pretty. I mean, mm -hmm. it was really pretty with all the vegetation around there and wildflowers, etc. So let's let's turn it around. The concept of a ditch. It's a good yeah. thing. It's pretty. We're it's bringing nice. sexy back. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's, it's very it's really nice. And yeah. And, you know, it does it does the job it's supposed to do. And, you know, and then some. Yeah, I mean, you know, Northwest Ohio is is kind of an ideal place to, to put these two stage ditches because they they don't like a lot of slope. Um, so with our our fairly flat landscape we have in most of the Western Lake Erie Basin, um, they work well. The fact that we've already got an existing extensive network of man made ditches that are across the whole basin uh, that essentially just in most cases need to be maybe widened, reshaped, that they maybe need to be dipped out in some places where the, where they've not been managed in the past and and then establish uh, a nice vegetative cover on both the on the side slopes, on the top bank and and down on the benches. So you get a nice, uh, as you said, kind of an attractive. There were a lot of uh, a lot of na native flowering plants that were that were out there along the ditch. Uh, we don't have a a lot of trees to move on some of these because they're they're mostly through open countryside so that that helps keep the cost down and then we'll let our five million dollars that we've got go that much farther if we're not going through woods and and having to build you know entire infrastructure uh we're just again for the most part we're rehabilitating uh ditches that were built as mike said you know you know 50 60 100 years ago in some cases so um this is for both clark and mike what what does this say to you about the success of the H2 Ohio program that we are adding practices uh, to this now? I think it's great. Um, you know, it, it's it's good to know, you know, that that to basically make any improvement, you have to you have to provide an investment. And what, what this says to me is that there's a lot of things uh, that that are going out in the landscape that are worthy of investment. And, um, by adding more and more things to it, that shows that you're broadening your capacity and you're making bigger investments and broader investments, and that that does nothing but multiply. I think it, it just shows that we're you know we're kind of going to that next step. I mean, we we have you know have an incredible workload that we're sharing with with uh, the soil and water conservation districts that we're sharing with the private landowners that we're sharing with the commodity groups that have helped us with this program. Um, so we we kind of needed to get those seven agricultural practices out on the landscape, get the routine going of, of how they're going to be verified, how they're going to be checked. Um, and we also wanted to think, you know, a little bit more about this two stage dish process because we knew it was going to be a group effort. It can't just be one producer coming in. So we wanted to give folks of an opportunity to think through that. I know our our engineering staff who will be will be working on along with this and helping with this. It's great. It's great. It's finally time because this is great practice to add to the program. So Clark and Mike, thank you so much for being with us here today. It was great to see you a second time in the yeah, week. It's great to see you too. <laughs> thank All you. Right. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Okay. So Shelby, here's what we're hoping for for next week. And it's a really, really cool celebration say, shall i say the, shall i try <laughs> say the word come on you can do it fester centennial fester centennial we'll let everyone out there mull over that and see if they can figure out what mm -hmm. amount of time that is but um yeah we have something we hope is going to be a really cool subject um a farm that is a mm -hmm. sester centennial farm it mm -hmm. is the oldest in our historic 
uh, farms. Family farms, yep. Yes, Historic Family Farms Program. And uh, we're hoping to bring you that next week because uh, it's a great family that owns the farm and it's it's a it's a cool story. Yes, we're we're fingers crossed we can get uh we can get John on the horn here <laughs> and get him on this podcast. Let's so so have a great week, everyone, and hopefully we'll see you back here next week with that. Toodaloo. Cultivating Convos is created by ODA's communications team. Make sure to hit subscribe to get the latest episodes in your feed and like ODA on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for up-to-date news about agriculture in Ohio.